0: Connestee, how are you? Welcome to the Candle of the Tales podcast and a very special interview podcast where we are po- interviewing Andreas de Stack. My name is Aaron, I'm sitting down with Soroka, my sister, and we are in County Clare in the home and home studio of the one and only, Shannon Key extraordinaire, Andreas de Stack.
1: Hey, hey Aaron, how's it going? <laughs> great, great to have you both here. Uh, we've had a great night of storytelling last night. And a uh, lovely morning here it is in County Clare.
0: It is indeed. Well, it wasn't a very nice night, I have to say. You can feel all of the wind and the rain and the belting into the side of the house here.
1: That's true. You know, the, <laughs> the Irish for, In English it's called Castle Quarter, where my farm is, but the Irish is uh, Barnaghíha, top of the wind. And uh, you can see, when you look out the window, you can see all the way east and up as far as Kilfenora, mm-hmm. all the way west down to the Cliffs of Moher. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the nearby town of Venice is quite sheltered. It is. It's in a valley and the walkway where we just walked in and out of town there is in a valley but actually here where I am is on the hill because this cottage was called the herdsman's cottage it was a herdsman for the, the McNamara estate So I think the idea was that he could see out all the sheep and cattle and pigs and Brilliant. so the yeah', that's yeah you'd the, see
0: it all you'd see it all like it's a beautiful walk down into uh, oh, it's fab. Yeah. A walkway there beautiful forestry loads of oak unfortunately
2: nice little fairy forest. Yeah. Yeah, the of the yeah,
1: and a native native ring of trees around the ferry port. I mean, there is a few sycamores, but there's a lot of oak, ash, and there's even elm, which is quite rare in mm. some places. And
0: birch down below as well, isn't we it? We have birch and yeah. we have silver birch and beech. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Unfortunately, fair, fair bit of cherry laurels.
1: Yeah, the cherry laurels coming. I thought it was Rod deaden, and we we actually have a plan with the community to take mm, some of that out. Good. Um, yeah. it's not as simple as just cutting it. It has to be kind of no. cut and painted. And then on the road, of course, there's Japanese knotwoods. So, you know, you've got the... That's dangerous stuff, it's, yeah. a bit, it's a bit like the when the World Cup is on, there's no avoiding the soccer. You'll have the you'll have the, <laughs> you'll have the, you'll have the invasive species coming in all the time, you know.
0: Yeah, no avoiding yeah, yeah. them. Got to well, just, yeah, yeah. got to deal with them. I can't, the world I can't stop seeing it now since I joined the, the Gaelic Woodland Project. And mm. uh, own the kind of founder of it, ah, oh, man, he's, he's well-to-wisdom-like, but he's done an awful lot of medals of clearing the uh, cherry laurel, primarily. Where is it, oh. Cork or Dublin? He's based. He's done a lot of lot of stuff in Meath, uh, but he's from Dublin. But um, well, we might get him
1: down. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We'll have to set, set up a medal here. But yeah, so last night we were in the pavilion in Liston, Liston Varna. Varna. Oh, that was
2: great. That was a great night. Wasn't it was it? good. It
1: was lovely. And wasn't there a great crowd out for storytelling on a midweek night? On a oh, yeah. Night. Do you know what I mean? You had nearly 100 there last night. And yeah. it was just for a midweek or Tuesday night in a small rural area. It was great. Like.
0: And we we turned the corner. We didn't know where we were going. We were following Google, Google Maps. turned the corner, and there's this old, fo- decrepit. Uh, kind of prefab, shed,
2: prefab on shed on the
0: way in. Oh, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were looking at going, oh, Jesus, where's,
2: where's where is that great Where are we playing? And now? then you turn further around the corner and you see this lovely new community hall that's built there. Beautiful. It's, it's yeah, it's a
1: fantastic venue, the new pavilion it in this right. right. Yeah.
0: It is, yeah. And I did it out nicely, like set out the candles and the tables and mm-hmm. everyone was comfortable and beautiful sound there. Uh, I was really happy with the whole situation. And, and we uh, were, were calling in the Biotana stories and the the turning of spring into summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you opened the the night with a beautiful story of Biotana and the fairies.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a story I've been doing now for a while and of course you can only get um, a month or two out of it. You can kind of get yeah. April and a bit of May.
2: April and a bit of May and then the you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with the seasonal stories. You kind of yeah. have to, you got to move them along. They, yeah, don't, well, they I, don't last.
1: I used to do the horse dance story around Christmas because I had a bit of reference to the Mummers and St Stephen's Day. Mm. And of course, oh, yeah. you know, we're always so busy in Halloween. So it's nice to celebrate a fairy story in Balthina because we get so much talk about fairies and... Halloween stuff. So, so Beltane is the other end of it. It is the other end. is the the other end of
2: it, and it's it's as apparently as important in Mm. the ancient times. well totally. Yeah. Like the lighting of the fires at Beltane and the the Mm. driving the cattle through them and and just. That whole idea of the the other world coming in, mm-hmm. it was yeah, Sow and Bealtin were the two big ones, and like Sowen is way better remembered and celebrated in Ireland now. But like yeah, I mean it's, it's a nice to, there's a fair it's of nice to, to bring in what is well, yeah see this is the thing that the, it's it's kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. Like it people is, started atishnook, but then as with the as happened, I think as well with um, lighting the fires in that boy, it gets big, and there's a mm. level of big that it gets that kind of gets unmanageable. Really? Um Yeah, they were finding that at, at Ishnuk I think the last couple of years it was it was just kind of getting a little bit too big. It's ticketed now, though, isn't it? There's, well, yeah, yeah. see, that's one of the ways of limiting it because it's, yeah. it's 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 they're they're ancient sites. You can't be trampling. Mm-hmm. it But that's you know? why that's
0: why it's so community so focused a, as well, and you're getting yeah. more and more builds celebrations. More like you you can see. Mm. We just got asked to do a, a storytelling festival in Dunleary,
1: oh, which goodness. you're you're doing.
0: Why well. oh, you doing it? You're doing it as well. Oh, great. Aidan rang me. Oh, fella. your
1: man. I think I'm on the Friday night. You're on Friday the Friday as well. You're on yeah. the
2: Friday night and we we said we'd do the Sunday night. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'll catch the you Monday. on the way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, I'm in it. on the Sunday. But sure, we'll be but. you. Sure. We might... We might all catch up on the Friday. We might catch you on Friday. we we'll link, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. we'll link up, exactly. So sure. that's Dunleary on Friday the
0: twelfth of, of May. Probably after this co- uh, comes out. So we'll yeah, all yeah, ta- okay, one time okay, yeah. But we'll be doing other link ups in, in the future, no doubt. We, we so keep on crossing paths. So we're in we St Patrick's Festival all together, and then that's right. Yeah, yep. up on stage together here as well. So plenty, plenty to look forward to, no doubt. So a few questions in this interview for you, um, mm-hmm. seeing as we're here in your home place, yeah. and a few few link ins with, I suppose ways of living life and what folklore or story and mythology might mean to you out in this kind of barren and beautiful landscape does it bring a certain level of understanding to your life or do you find it's only performance and it's, it's great fun just to do when you tell a story and go back to your normal life uh, or do you find a way of it kind of uh, I don't know helping out or, or kind of being present uh, during the rest of your days here
1: um, that's a good question, Aaron, and I suppose, you know, there's no yes or no answer to, to these mm-hmm. questions. It it changes from day to day. Um, to Sometimes it can be like that, like I just want to be on the farm and in the woodlands and do my thing. And I, I don't want to be going to the cities for work. But the reality is we do have to go. But that's what was beautiful about the likes of last night, mm-hmm. having ye coming down. And, and I love when I get to do stuff locally in Clare, mm-hmm. Limerick and Tip, but equally... I, you know, I, I have to take on the work in, in the likes of Galway in Dublin as well mm-hmm. and even, you know, London or wherever sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose what, what I find is that, like, the um, the farming and working with the trees really fills my soul, as it does for everyone and anyone. But every now and again, you'll learn, like I would say, just when I was walking up the field there when I was coming back here to do the podcast and you were saying, you know, I just happened to look down as I was crossing over all and I saw, you know, a ladybird and it's Bowen Day, God's little cow. And I started to remember all the things about that that farmers love to see the God's little cow. It's, the, it's a lovely time of year to see it and bowing day because the, they say it's like a little cow because the spots in its back, but also it it has, it doesn't per, per se bring milk per se, but it brings a magic to farm and it's a real good sign to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Other eats tar- the green fly. And yeah, keeps eats the, pests the green fly. All the magic of the, the yeah. ladybird, yeah. So And there was another day. A few years ago, when I just, made, uh, this was my grandfather's farm, left left my father and then subsequently left to me a few years ago. But there was one day, there was a few lads here, and they were lovely fellas, but they wanted to buy a bit of land off me. And they were saying, is it a yes or a no? And I thought, God, that's... You know, they, they, they were from um, somewhere in the UK. I thought, isn't it great they're so direct? I'd never be able to be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, And I wanted to be like them. And they were saying, because I was saying, oh, I don't know if I could sell it now. I could give you maybe a hundred year lease, you know. Because, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I was I was interested in doing something. But then I'd, the farmer who rents the land after me, a cousin of mine who has cattle on it, he turned up then a, a few hours later and I was saying, oh, you know, there was people here. And, and I asked him, what did he think? And he answered me, he said, Well I tell you now, there was a fellow down near me, he was below in my and he saw land and he was regretted it then because, you know, he lost blah 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 and he said, But you could be lucky too. There was another man over the road and he saw the site <laughs> and he got a great bit of money for it and it helped him build a house. And the other thing is and he went on stories and I yeah, think that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the other thing. When you're in the farming community and you hear all of what we would call the nahans or the nahanakansha, the way people talk, mm. you know, the way they say things like or the way that like The way we talk around in stories and the way Irish people talk around in circles. So you pick up all that as well when you're farming, working with people. Like I was in a Zoom with Chagask. It was the organic farming Zoom. And the way the lads were on, and sometimes they'd say, and when will the cheque be paid? You know, they were so direct about the money. Right. Whereas you know, when you're in the arts it's all yeah, so it's really important that you know it's gonna oh, be yeah. kind of <laughs> whenever or, you can and,
2: yeah. and what you think yourselves and what's your what kind of a budget are you working? Yeah. And have you any funding and yeah. oh we do it for we do it for mates' rates. I mean, can we get get yeah, you're just yeah.
1: fucking So I love I love the difference that farming is so <laughs> different to working in the arts. And I love learning in that world in farming and with nature and even the things like the, the, I think free is the Irish for ash tree, you know, so relearning again the old words yeah. in Irish for the different mm. trees, putting it together in stories, you know, the way we'd say like all the flower and fauna and then I had a blast to the doogie and Donna. Mm. you know, like mixing it up, you know, mixing them, um, relearning words and nahana kancha and things that make sense in different languages and putting them together. So, yeah, yeah it, it, I like the way the two feed into each other. It's its own kind of um biosphere. The way the farmer helps the storytelling and the storytelling helps the farmer. That's
0: a beautiful answer. Yeah, thanks, Andreas. I I thought you'd have a one for that because I I, I suppose there's kind of like the, there's a a big kind of, I don't know, sort of, you could probably speak more on this, but like how people are trying to bring back the way of walking with mythology and walking Mm. through mythology Mm. and finding your endless steps in the, in the, not only the pagan, but the kind of the belief systems that are older and ways Mm. of kind of aligning your life more around the seasonal living and and kind of things. Mm Which is interesting as well, because that's what the stories remind you to do as well, you know, they remind you to actually look forward to the summer. People didn't
2: have a choice. You know, I mean, this is kind of the strange thing. I think people for a long time living here didn't have a choice. They didn't have any choice to, to be in harmony with the seasons because... If you decided, well, I'm going to go for a swim in midwinter, you would just die. Mm. You would just die. Yep. You would just be dead. Whereas these <laughs> days you can go into you know you can have a, an electric kettle boiling hot water to make a hot water bottle and you can go inside to a heated house and you can put your blankets on and your duvet on and you can warm yourself back up again and your electric heating and your electric blanket. But I think there is a certain I think human beings like we're very clever little beasties. Mm. but. We get ourselves into trouble then because we forget that we're, we are beasties. We forget that we're animals. Yeah, we, we do. We forget that we're creatures and we kind of get notions about things. And we build very nice systems around ourselves to pretend that we're not actually beholden to nature at all. And yeah. I think people are starting to kind of realise, I think a lot of people are starting to realise that that is a nonsense because there's a level at which we can't exist without the fucking planet. And it's it's we're you know we're we're pushing it to that level we're pushing it to its yeah limit and it's tri- it's it's
1: interesting that it's come full circle people are yeah. starting to come round to it now and it's interesting what you mentioned about the seasons there was a, a girl here the other day where we we're planting stuff and uh, we she went for a swim in Lee Hinch around nine or ten at night and I just called into her there and she's sick. You know because mm. you the reason April fool. it's usually the first of April, but April can make a fool of you because you think, Oh, summer's coming now. Oh, look at the fine stretch and even. And you go swimming late at night, you go out without your jumper, mm. you both don't bother lighting the fire. Mm-hmm, and next yeah. thing you have a cold, and just because yeah, another our
0: father's don't, dying sick, with a he? Cold. yeah, was yeah he out swimming. Well, he wasn't out swimming, but he got he caught a cold, yeah. he got a bug. Like,
1: but you um, see, do you know what we call that? There's a thing we call it's called almost a scaravine. I used to think that, like, beware of the scaravine. When you, people, I thought it was, often if you go out, say, this time of year with just a t-shirt on you, mm. and I thought the scaravine was the draft that comes in around your kidneys. Your yeah, people say, mind the scaravine, mind the scaravine. And or I thought it was, because it sounds like scurvy, so I thought it was maybe a disease you get in your kidneys <laughs> at this time of year. What the scaravine is, is it's called Isgarav e Amsharnagúach. It comes from the old Sánachal, Isgarav I Garav is rough, like in Spanish we say guaru, garav. It's just garav, a bit rough. So Isgarav e. rough is she, the weather of the cuckoo. So oh, wow. when you start hearing the cuckoo and the swallow has landed in from sub-Saharan Africa and you think, oh Jesus, the summer's in, let me go out with my t-shirt. I go out bringing in here. I go out know, doing the herding and you've got a draft coming in around your kidney rough is the weather of the cuckoo oh, my and my so, so the, the, the scaravine c- then is yeah, the then is the contraction of that yeah. exactly oh, so, yeah. so I yeah I that's thought it was scurvy or something but it's actually oh, yeah scaravine you'd hear a lot around <laughs> here and you'd hear a lot in Cork and Kerry as well scaravine so you have to watch for the scaravine you know so but it, and then people say to me then oh you know you're not vegan you eat a lot of fish or then in the summer they'll see me eating salads and I won't eat much meat in summer and they say oh I didn't know you were vegan I said I'm not and then in winter I eat a load of lamb's shoes because I've developed this thing since moving back to the farm now, I eat with the seasons. So you can imagine how cold it is here in the winter. So I have a stove there and I get bones off the butcher and I make a big bone broth. So I have a small, a lot of animal fat, but not too much. And again, no, not too many animals are being killed for it because I'm getting the bones off the butcher. Mm. So during the winter, I'd have a small bit of meat because it's good for my stomach. I'd have loads (laughs) of bone broth and then all the root veg that's coming in in the winter from the garden. So like mm. the spoods but particularly parsnips. Parrots. yeah, yeah root, Yeah, all the turnips, yeah, yeah, turnips. turnips and sweets. All that root veg goes in and they soak into the grease of the bone broth. Oh, right? Yeah, mm. And that keeps and that's really warm. It's sitting there and at the stove on all the way for keeping warm. So that'll heat me during the Winter, then around this time of the year, then as you could see, the salad that oh. you had last night, yep. I move Today on to fun. the fish fish dish. Yeah, the fish dish. and then in high summer, I go high raw. So, June, oh, July, I'd be only eating from the garden, only eating the greens, right, Only yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you get really high off it because your yeah, whole yeah, body yeah, comes alive, yeah. you're eating living foods. And then around August, then in comes the mackerel, oh. and that'll be the first kind of Animal or fish that I eat then for about six or seven weeks. Wow! You see, <laughs> so I'm not like Going extreme meat eater like someone who has to go to the gym and eat like loads of eggs and yeah, protein. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, I'm not going vegan or raw in the middle of the winter when I get a cold and I'd be all
0: yeah. snotty. Yeah, but if it's also There's no imported foods. There's no
2: yeah. like.
0: There's no kind of
2: growth. Yeah, you're keeping it lo- local and keeping it. I mean, your own garden is as local as you can get. And yeah, yeah. As you can get, so I'm it?
1: eating with the seasons. No, it works for me. It mightn't work for everyone. Yeah, but like yeah, some yeah. people Can't could listen. go raw vegan all year some people can eat meat all year yeah. but for me gotta listen to the body yeah gotta listen to the body. and when you're the body ex- and, the seasons. and exposed to the seasons like yeah. this there's no escape in them you know
2: can yeah we... you are very up here on this on this yeah. <laughs> there is yeah. no shelter yeah. from the seasons you're right yeah, it's gorgeous it right a price, out there. it's a fantastic view it's, it's a lovely spot
0: And um, we'll have to take a few photographs now and put them up so people will be like what are
2: y'all looking at Yeah. And they didn't record it no.
0: um, although they'll never do it justice you said one thing earlier on about, um, I suppose, the kind of sacredness of the, you know, the land and the season, the animals, mm. the kind of the biodiversity, and uh, you know, and it's kind of funny with the stories, like the story told last night of going into the summer, and the fact that you know changelings and these kings of the fairies, the queen of the fairies, they land mm. in the swan, the stag, all these you know, foxes and the badgers are running around and and they take off their animal skins yeah. and they they become the these this troop of fairies. Yeah, Like that's adding another level of respect to the inhabitants, you know, the, the furry creatures, the, Jeez. you know, it's kind of going, they're there now, they're living away, they're doing magic in their own way Yeah. and, you know, coming into their season now, they're to be more respected or more listened to, more watched or more just excited to, to watch and witness and you kind of just see a portal opening up in your own imagination, watching them and seeing them, mm. you know, um, I don't know, but yeah, that's,
1: yeah, there's there's a magic. I mean, when we were kids, like I didn't always grow up in Clare, but when we'd come back here with my father, when we'd see a hare mm. in a field, it'd be really special, mm. you know. And there's so much folklore with the hare, as you know, and the hare on the moon, and they often say, particularly here in Clare, there's a great um, tradition of like stories with the hare. You'd see it. There's an old book I have it there somewhere. Irish language stories, Lower Stefan, and a lot of the stories that were collected around here and over the road there between here and Doolan and Looch there's, he'd often feed the hare on, on, is it Gira or girarua? And obviously the kunyin as well, to a lesser extent, the rabbit. So there's there's a magic to those animals and there's a great life when you see them, you know? Yeah. Uh, like the fairy fort that you saw below there. I was down there one day and, um, you know, yeah. I, I was kind of, there to was to his, to his talk of, you know, different things coming through, it, like, you know, um, ESP lines and different wires mm-hmm. and stuff and I was saying "Geez, I don't know if I can allow that now and, but at the same time you know dealing with ESP you don't want to be saying I can't do this or I can't do that and a friend of mine was down there with me um, a guy from Lynch, Matty he's great, great knowledge of astrological stuff and folklore and he said oh the entrance to the east is be at the east and I said entrance to Ringford I thought it was only a mound and a hill Yeah. And we yeah. went over and sure enough there was a lump of briars right and out of that at that moment a big hare jumped Boy. out yeah and wow. ran across wow. the field and i was like wow and i knew then i had to protect it so they got yeah. the esp Brilliant. to reroute slightly but um, to get them Brilliant. to re, to reroute around it you know and it was things like that when you know those signs and that magic that you get from animals like the hare you know mm. and 100%. and and seeing that that um you know we all know the fairies live more in our subconscious and in the other world than in the physical animal world but animals like humans can carry those spirits, you know, oh, and that's why you'd see dogs and cats sometimes behaving strangely when mm. they, you know, like you're looking obviously... at things that you can't see. Or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to see a dog who used to bark at an evil spirit like uh, up in up in North Galway and I never said it to anyone. And then one day another person in the house had a dream about it, you know, mm. so you'd see dogs can can see things. And cats, of course, there's loads of stuff about cats in folklore. Cats Mm -hmm. were often considered evil, but also they were very intuitive, you know? Yeah. And uh,
0: so, yeah, Yeah, I think... The hair hopping out of the front of the fairy fort. Oh, stop, yeah. And
1: the funny thing was, it was talked about recently, a hundred years ago at the time of the Troubles, when the black and tans were going around looking for people, the old people knew that those fairy forts were special and you wouldn't go near them. But obviously, if the black and tans were coming... So they opened some of them and and people used to hide out in them. Yeah. Irish people often hid in the hills. Yeah, we'd often go back to our nature in that wow. way. Even the time the Black and Tans burnt out Lynch, there the um the people ran for the dunes. You know, S- you yeah, know towns yeah, yeah. and cities only came with the Vikings. You know, before yeah. that we all lived hunter gatherer. Like the Irish for to go out the country is Gollama fuin fúin You're going out under your tribe. Fúin yeah. <laughs> like like yeah like thua Clay around here or túa de denon, yeah, so the yeah. Den cool. yeah. Yeah,
0: the people. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the link that you find between Asquela and English is, is beautiful, like and, and mm. I know you tell stories, uh, uh, yeah, and you get pre- specific commissions and you work as mm. when you when you do as well, but like it must massively inform how you how you kind of translate the stories or how you're kind of telling the stories or how the how it comes out like between the, I don't know between the the fluidness of your Irish, you know I know you yeah you have to work on it, but like also the kind of the translations that are happening in your head, do you find it? If you think about a story in Australia do you then tell it differently as Perla? Or is there...
1: Um, each language will bring something different out of it, you know. It'd be the mm. same if you were translating, say, Gabriel G- Garcia Marquez, or I was just in Colombia there where they were talking about this great uh, storyteller um, Fernández Soto, uh, Patricia, and he... You know, when his stuff gets translated to English and Spanish people would say, ah, oh, you know, you missed something in the translation. And... Some of the projects I work in, you're taking stories in very old, old Irish Mm -hmm. and you're translating them to English, but then you might translate them back into Irish, but you're going to Irish, you're going back to the original old Irish and seeing how much of that can you bring on,
2: Mm -hmm. you know?
1: So like often it won't say a couple for horse It'll say ach E-S-E-H Which is an old word for like a hawk. I think the Oh yeah the ach, ach is,
2: yeah. The, is the Is the Water horse Water horse Yeah and I often wondered about that I didn't know ach was an old Yeah word well horse. you
1: know in English They say mm. nag Yeah, uh, like yeah. An, an ach An ach is a yeah, nag Yeah it comes from nag Nag The word in English nag Comes from ach
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah
1: And funny An achra The place where the horse go Would be like 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 they say nacker's yard Or even the derogatory term yeah, actually yeah. John O'Connors was talking about that the other day. They're Dublin here at Bar Fury. So you see, yeah, a lot of these old words, you'd see Ah, but there'd be an awful lot that in the folklore. You'd see old words that aren't used quite as much or you'd see references to kind of like old farming things like horses, hoofs, or donkeys and carts and stuff, words that we might not just that we wouldn't use the word It'd be like as old to us as like the Nokia. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or ESET Digiphone. phone. You know, the yeah. te- things technology changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the the stories that were popular a hundred years change. ago.
0: Well, we had a very funny one last night, and God only knows what it's what it did was once said like mm-hmm. or if there was ever a chant, but we had a moment just before on stage last oh, night. Oh yeah. Where we were trying to trying to remember the the start of the chant, the fee and the chant or the the Fae
1: which and was. Which is, Nyarth an <gayg>, like strength of the limb. Glana-cree. Sorry, glann an acri first, yeah. Glann and acri, like the cl- clean heart or a clear pure heart. heart. Pure heart, thank you. Yeah, nyarth an an geig. strength in our limbs. And bairt air our Um, truth to our word.
2: Yes, deeds yeah. deeds to match our, word was deeds to was match translation, our words. Deeds uh, yeah, yeah. the of It's been translated.
0: Yeah, limb, purity of heart and deeds to match deeds our words. Deeds to match our words. The
2: English, yeah. but we O'Sean found the the Irish a couple of years back.
0: But didn't we nearly? Didn't we? You nearly start translating it back into Irish, and we're like, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. We did. We you yeah. kind of started, and then like, and then we looked it up. We found Cause it anyway. Because it's an automatic response to
0: go. what's that? all I'll change it
1: over, and you kind of
2: go back
0: to. Oh, and you you were saying in a different way, like hang on there. Because it's more poetic, uh, the cleanness yeah. of your heart. Like, yeah, You, know, you see, you
1: could leave it all in old Irish, but then yeah. who'd understand yeah. it? Like, who has time? This no. is it. And then at the same time, so for me, if I'm doing stuff in Irish language, it's about making it accessible, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I'll often Absolutely. do stuff bilingually. So if I'm doing stuff in English, it have a few words of Irish. And if I'm doing stuff in Irish, it has to be simple. Not for everyone else, but for me as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't grow up in Connemara, but there was a small gael'thacht at that time called Gael'thacht an Achrae. We mentioned about the horse. Okay, yeah. yeah, so that's that's how I know that word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I was I grew up for a while in Gal, the age of Galway City, and we was but I was sent to National School out the chum Road there was a Gaeltacht there Castlegar, Menlo was, is still, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, still yeah. a Gaeltacht area but I suppose yeah the, sure I
0: know I went I, I stayed in the Menlo apartments just, yeah. just beside that uh, Gaeltacht when I was in that's college. right and you passed the sign that mm. yeah, says yeah, on yeah. Gaeltacht
1: you used to walk down yeah. look, you know it's a yeah <laughs> yeah it's still technically like when I was young there was native speakers and when Galway won the Hurling in 1980 the famous speech was Muitse mm. na because it's a you won't often get a Hurling parish that's in the Gaeltacht because generally the Hurling in Galway would be east and south and the mm. Gaeltacht would be north and west but, but Castlegar was a kind of a unique one at the time in the 80s, and it was so, and it was kind of, it didn't really have Gael skills at that time, it I was suppose. just a school in the Gale
0: I We just found out that more people in America listen to our podcasts than um, than Irish people. All right, so yeah. maybe I'll just explain two things. A Gaeltuct is an area in Ireland where Irish language is spoken the most, uh,
2: yeah, so. predominantly. It, it, technically, Ireland is, in theory, Ireland is a bilingual country. The, the official languages are both Irish and English. And a
0: Gael school is a school, it can be anywhere yeah. in Ireland. A Gael
2: talk is a place where Irish predominates. there They are shrinking. Um, and they're the rural areas, whereas the Gael school can often
1: be more in the urban areas. Yeah, yeah. Really Gael
2: Scull can be anywhere because it's, it's a school where they teach through Irish. Yeah, yeah and um, I
1: suppose um, we're a bit like Quebec. You know, the way they have a bit mm. of it that speak yeah. French and bits yeah, of it Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> similar, great. similar yeah. thing. Uh, you get that also, the Basque country has area, you know, yeah, yeah, bits yeah. of it yeah. where they won't speak Spanish. And then there's other bits of it where they'll say, oh yeah, we're Basque, but we don't speak Basque." It's
0: Catalonia. Catal- yeah, yeah, Catalonia, <laughs> Catalan. They don't, they don't want you to speak Spanish to them at all. Yeah,
1: so we're kind of like one of those countries, I suppose. But yeah, the majority of us are kind of, you know, can speak most two languages, but I suppose it's hard for... It is hard for people who are not used to Irish to pick it up. You know, it's a difficult language. But now everyone is picking up a few words here and, yeah, here and there. Yeah, even just
2: having a couple of words is. Yeah, a is of you know, and you
0: understand
1: it a
2: bit better. I feel better, like is you know it? more. I feel like we all know more than we think we do as well. Yeah. You know, it's you were every saying that with the with that big a- academic tone you were reading through. But like, I think it is that thing of you know, I we all we all learned it. We all learn it in school in Ireland. Mm. You learn it in school. As is usual, where you teach a language in school, it's it's hard to grasp it because language is for communication. And if you learn mm. it out of a book, a lot of the time it's not very inspiring. I know people give out about the curriculum, but I just think learning a language in a classroom is always going to be harder. Yeah. You know, it, you learn you can learn Spanish by watching a movie in Spanish or going to Spain and speaking to, to people. You know, you yeah. you kind of learn you have to learn a language by using it. Yeah. And talking through it.
1: Well, thankfully, they're changing it now with Irish, where we are starting to kind of learn it by talking. And the the media has caught up. You know, we have a TV station, we have a radio station, we have we have areas where people can delve into the language quite easily, you know. Yeah. But it's still a hard language. Like, like Spanish is so easy. Yeah, I but know. I'll go to yeah, Colombia and I come back nearly fluent, like, this is it. well, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, I know, oh, but yeah, you're yeah. able to Hablon chat poquito away, poquito like,
2: in, um, yeah. men, you know. Muy tranquilo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your couple of words in Spanish. But then in
1: Colombia, they have loads of indigenous languages. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. do? And they'll throw, uh, in the,
2: they'll throw in the cup of fuckla of the indigenous yeah,
1: languages yeah, as well. Yeah,
0: really yeah. I want to hear a little more about your Colombian trip, because we were establishing. Okay. You are a wild and westerly Shanachie. You, you yeah. know, have the language of your home place and the one that was forced upon our nation. And also, <laughs> you've <down>. taken <laughs> you're taking the the Irish traditions to South America. This is fantastic. What, ha- what happened
1: there now? Well, it, it was um, it was just a, a a lucky trip, really. I was just walking. The, the, the walk in from town that you know there the, where, where I just met you and someone work. said come here let's go to Columbia yeah literally <laughs> literally was there was a lad came up to me called yeah, Owen we Vaughan surprised. and I hadn't seen him in 20 years we were in college together in Galway in the 90s when what's now known as the GMIT was in the Galway RTC oh, yeah. And uh, there was a you must have heard of John Donahue, Doctor John yeah, who wrote yeah, the yeah. book yeah. on yeah. So before John published the book on Ankara, he ran this course in Galway called Heritage Studies. Mm-hmm. And I was studying it. I'm, you I'm told actually me, a an that, yeah, I'm graduate, sure. and we didn't we had no idea how special or how rare. And it was John who was the first one to encourage me with storytelling because I didn't know in those days I was dyslexic, you know. But when we'd be doing presentations, he we he could say you can submit. 200 you know words or 200 pages or whatever it was or you can present it in class you know and some people were more comfortable to go typing it up typing was kind of new at the time and he I think he I forget some lecturers wouldn't accept handwritten stuff I'm talking about 1998 1999 so, um, there was a guy in the class called Jacob Struben, and he used to type up everybody's uh, think he was German <laughs> no, background, anyway. so he was very <laughs> functional and industrial. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'd never have mine doing, but I'd have loads of ideas, of course. No, and, and again, they didn't have terms like dyslexia, ADHD, dyspraxia, none of that was mm-hmm. in the lexicon at the time. You were just bowl scattered crazy, <laughs> you were a, a kiola, and your head was full of music. But Jono, Jono liked, uh, liked, liked people in the class, like myself and the other lads who were good crack, you know, and who were contributing. He didn't uh, always expect us to have stuff typed up, so you were allowed to do presentations. God. And I was big into Irish music at the time. So I was doing this presentation on Irish music and it about it was about the night that the session broke out. I used to love... You can remember the time before the mobile phone, before the internet, before Sky Sports TV, sessions used to break out. Yeah. You know, someone would sing a song in a pub, someone would tell a story, then someone would bring in the guitar, then someone else would say, run up for the accordion or, jazz there's a fiddle up in the attic. You know, and a session would come together in a, in a house or in a pub like that. And... Um, I was kind of doing a, a presentation about that, about about Irish music because my father grew up here in Clare and he talked so much about East Clare and West Clare. When I grew up in South Mayo, I used to have to kind of find it. There was there was equally a huge musical tradition but you had to just work a bit harder and dig a bit deeper. So I was doing a presentation all about this where I grew up was kind of North Connemara, South Mayo, near Kong, we'll say, the the famous Battle of Moitura. Mm. So I was doing something about that and Johnna would say to me, Great, Andreas, and who was up in the rafters looking down at you? and I was like what do you mean he goes oh the fairies yes tell us more so he would encourage this kind of um, invention yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: the imagination and, Is, the, and the bringing in the other traditions and. exactly
1: he was always at that or he'd come into class and he'd write on the board landscape has presence and memory discuss and he'd ask <laughs> us to talk. the famine ridges and before that yes and next thing we'd be back the two to dan and the fair bullet he loved the ancient stories so there was all this great stuff with John and where does the land and yeah, the subconscious beautiful. meet you know yeah, yeah. and so it was it was really great like so I hadn't seen some of my classmates in years now some of the lads like Cullum Shannon in Boston and different lads that, I, that I'd that i know you know um I'd be in contact with but some of the lads I had not seen in years and then like that this guy Owen Vaughan came up to me down just down the road there he was teaching in the trainer school and he said we're going to Columbia he said himself and a few other lads were going to Columbia they're lads from around Clare Castle Owen Vaughan from Clare Castle Owen Brennan from Clare Castle and Barry Corbett from Clooney Quinn just outside Ennis and they were going to teach in Harlan and Gaelic football in Colombia. I know, oh, they go to it, God. I know, they're gas, like, that's, that, you know, Clare people are so proud Brilliant. of their heart. Oh, that's great. And, I love it, I absolutely and, love it. Yeah, and they asked me, would I come along, do a bit of music, storytelling and translating? Because, like, yo habla español, pero no mucho. <laughs> yeah, I was because mm-hmm. I grew up as Irish as a first language, I was looking, you know, if you grow up bilingually, you can pick up another language, maybe, they say. So, no. and I'd been working uh, with uh, Moisés, a great Spanish percussionist down in Alicante in January. So nice. I speak all right Spanish. No, they found out when we got there. My Spanish wasn't as good as they thought. But, um, and again, I suppose because when we were kids, uh, my father lived in San Francisco in the '90s, in the Mission District. He he was a writer, Eddie Stack. No, yeah, yeah, so he used to no, have I a know. bit of Spanish. I have his book. I have his book. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you have his book. So I picked up a bit of Spanish as a child. So anyway, next thing we're off to Colombia. Oh my God, the crack! So we start off in the morning. The lads be teaching football and hurling and. Uh, we'd say for there we'd say pilote pequeño like small ball and ballon was the Gaelic football big ballon lanza pieda like kick it with your foot and la manos was the hands and so we're teaching this for a few hours and then i do a bit of a music workshop I'd play a jig i play a reel we'd have all the kids sitting down and just when the kids start to be getting a bit hyper you know I'd pull out the jaw harp and I'd go rang, ding ding and i give a lash and then they go what's that and then I'd start to say um, okay we'll do a bit of lilting so then we do a little and we might do an easy song like you know the one that goes, i would say You little know, it doesn't have much words. So I was kind of teaching Irish music like that. And then we didn't really get into the storytelling until the lads went to, oh, we were in Cartagena down in the Caribbean oh, yeah. then they went to Cali more, oh, and then I went up to Medellin and in Medellin, I was teaching third level in the university there. Mm. Um, there's a great girl there called Carolina who was from Colombia, but she had studied in Limerick. So she hooked up a few classes and they were a bit, um, the people, some of the people that were interested in Irish music, you know, they, they're a bit more advanced in terms of their knowledge of Irish music and culture. Okay, wow. So we were able to talk about the history of the music and the various folklore around certain tunes and, and oh, wow. traditions. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. So it was great. And that, that was that a, an initiative from uh, County Clare or what was yeah it? the lads have a group called Go Gaelic and um, they you were very be. lucky that like when we got in touch with the Irish Embassy um, there was some very active people there. a girl called Orla, a lady who had started, who was very active in her job, and um, kind of the the, the Irish Embassy were, were quite happy about this initiative and they took it on and like the lads have loads of experience teaching. You know they're teachers themselves. And their coaches, like Barry Corbett is, I think, it, maybe coaches local hurling clubs in, in Clare and maybe underage at county level. And same with Owen Brennan is, you know, they're all yeah, professional yeah. coaches Classic. and they also can teach dancing. They can teach, wow. you know what Clare people are like? Yeah, they can do They could Siege of Venice. Do you know, what Clare, I remember when I was a kid in San Francisco. And um, at the time, Merton Hayes was up in Seattle, and a great musician from East Clare who was a huge following on the West Coast of America, Andrew McNamara, a great box player. And the lads were doing a gig in the Plough and Stars in San Francisco, and there was a lot of people, you know, drinking around the pool table. And next thing, when the musicians started to play some tune like the Books of Ordmore or Coolie's Reel, these lads, you know, lads like about what the age we are now, maybe a bit younger, that'd be drinking Budweiser. And next thing they. Pool, picked up the pool table, rammed into the corner and a set dance broke out. Four opposite four at a clear set. Just like that. Really oh. super fit. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were from like Killinina or Fika oh, or somewhere in really, East Clare. Really. So you, you'd always be surprised at how much like some people still have you know, a story or a tune or a set dance in them. The set know?
0: dance is special. Like that, that is, yeah. that you yeah. can practice. Like. What is this? <laughs> and community, like, but there is yeah, a great yeah, community, a community in, in, in Clare and in fairness. And yeah. you, you, like, the fact that Yol has been yeah. there so many times and it's, it's, Really when it's an NS, I mean like it's just it's set up for it, like and, and everyone's so proud of it when they're yeah, here yeah. as well and they always just see musicians come over after his dance coming here. Look like, I didn't know there was so much of it there until you see it. Yeah, uh, Kerry is a, great, is a great set dance as course, well. Yeah, yeah. There's a place in yeah. Mayo
1: then called Ahamore. But what you will see is when people have it and it'll break out in them, like they say in Irish, in <laughs> Which means nature will break through the eyes of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then You'll hear, you'll hear sometimes in the travelling community and they'll say, natural break to the pole of an axe. So <laughs> it's kind of slightly uh, mistranslated but equally poetic, you know.
2: Beautiful. That's beautiful. good. Um, Sir, so could you have any questions for Andreas? Uh, do you have any questions for Andreas? Suraka has been a bit Surak off today. Listen. <laughs> we No, it's Aaron and Aroff. It's Suraka and Siracant. Oh <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> <lovely. laughs>
1: She's more in a <laughs> <earthy> can't. <laughs> more than a circle can't morning. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yes, this, all of this nature is beautiful, but as usual, I'm allergic to it. Oh, did um, The, 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 the old eyes are at me now. Oh, this sorry is, which is this. is kind of the summer... Need to get um, some local burning honey for you. That's what we need to get. That's local I to get. honey. I had a, I had a hook up in, in Dublin for a bit actually but uh, it went away again.
1: Did that waxy honey you had last night any good?
2: I do you know what? It probably probably did me good last night. Try yeah. a big lump I a little, of it. Lump, lump of it now before we, we the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. We're on
0: the road at the moment and uh, I, I, I've, I've five quick fire questions for Andres. Don't want right. you to think about too quickly, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do a quick fire round. Yeah. around Perfect. and uh, okay, so what's your
1: favourite colour? Uh, kind of maroon purple. With like, like a faded kind of a It'd be like Not not really a purple Like an orangey red terracotta That's slightly faded in the sun
2: <laughs> Nice
1: <laughs> Kind of like the purpley grey That was sorry, purple yes. grey Not yeah. orange grey Yeah orange. <laughs> Okay
0: very 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 difficult. Okay for
1: food Mackerel I'd say But only once a year When it comes in fresh I would never eat mackerel I would never buy mackerel On a fish counter I like Never, I catch my own in August, September and I eat it and I go on maybe a raw food diet a few weeks before it's coming in so that when it comes in I wouldn't have eaten a meat or a fish in a long time and I'd really enjoy it grilled with a bit of rosemary from the garden and thyme, Um, yeah.
0: One tune if you had to listen to it for the rest of your life, tune or song.
1: Uh, Well, tune or song, I mean, that's huge <laughs> difference there. I mean, tunes, you're talking solely instrumental songs. You could be talking English, Irish, Spanish. um okay, one each. One each. One of each. One of each. One of each. I mean it changes every day <laughs> If it was a song a modern song in English Let's go for a Half Past Two By The Stunning A tune oh, nice. uh, It's the tune That my great grandmother From Le Hinch Plays called Sporting Nell And it goes from A D minor To a C major And she plays With the West Clare draw. She left Le Hinch In the 20s After the burning Of Le Hinch By The Black and Tans And went to America And came back with, um, she had an Italian boyfriend she came back with the Italian fiddle she was meant to go back to America I'll, I'll, I won't give you her whole life story oh, I love but it. basically at the time the Sligo style had become the real dominant style in trad because let's feel great players Michael Coleman Michael Gorman all the great players but a lot of the players like Petty Killord and all them had um, recorded in America in New York and their records were available and they were playing on radio but my grandmother said do you know what she was in Dublin one day in the late 40s early 50s and she passed by Aim and Andrew Studios in Capel Street she was up I think Claire were in her Final in 51 and she just said that's it she make an album Reels on one side and Jigs on the other side so we've got this great recording oh, well. of her playing real old West Clare tunes so, so that's nice. probably my favourite tune
0: oh, we, nice. might, we might have to get you to play it um, ok one thing you could not give up
1: I suppose chocolate. I mean I'm a chocoholic, you know, I'm a recovering chocolate I I, <laughs> I I try I, I do a day or two with no chocolate, but I just love it and I treat myself chocolate's my, my treat, it's my go-to.
0: No, one thing you wish you could give up.
1: Ooh um I uh um uh, <laughs> <laughs> <it's>, uh <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's
2: a kind of. Uh, <laughs> nah, you don't want to uh, give up. Okay, that. I know, I know, I know it is.
1: I know it is. I know it is. I'm <laughs> not going to say Anthony rude uh, in the presence of A beautiful lady. Scrolling through the yeah. social media late at night. That's oh a, yeah, that's the devil
2: that's devil accidentally
0: well, 3 saying, o'clock in the morning Yeah. picking up the phone looking from email to Instagram to yeah. WhatsApp looking for a bit of dopamine hitting and yeah. checking the inboxes no. and putting it down yeah. picking
2: but, up your phone to send a text and then 3 hours exactly. later you're like what the fuck did I pick up my phone for exactly, cause you oh pick, yeah to send
1: a text you pick it up to tell someone oh you think oh no I'll leave a voice message for that person because it's it's midnight, I'm on the pillow, I'll just do this and then I'll go to bed. And next thing you go, oh yeah you I know, wonder that message came in, I'll check that email Oh well, I'll, oh, I'll check Instagram, yeah, yeah. I'll have to post a thing about a gig Yeah, yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And, and still not even doing the proper posting or text yeah. and Just And then you've never scrolling. sent the message you meant to just never forget, the message.
0: Okay, two last questions yeah. Where, What is uh, Fuck it, what was the, the second last question? before? You, you forgot, f- forgot it, this is f- okay, rapid one. fire rap, You can't do La- the one that you
2: last forgot question, last, last question, question last question
1: Your favourite story Oh, uh, now that also changes. There's a big long story that I'm working on at the minute. Uh, it, it's like one of those stories that, that takes a night or two to tell it. It's called Shacht in the North, mm-hmm. The Seven Hills of Gold. Ooh. And um, in the book, uh, it was collected by Delargy when he came down here in the 30s from a man called Stefano Hiller, a storyteller over in Luch, say between here and Doolan. And it's. Not yet my fully favorite, but each time I look at it, I have to try and find mm. new things So I
0: actually came out with one recently. Someone asked me what's my favorite story, and mm. I, guess, I could, because we are on the road at the moment, we're, we're working through uh, mm. the Battle of entry and we're thinking it out. And we're thinking to you know what's the opposition, what's yeah.
1: the
0: context, what are the uh, you know the plot points we want to leave in, take out. I think it's oftentimes the one I'm working on is my favorite yeah. story. You know the one that's I'm mulling over. And I'm thinking. Yeah, it's through. the
2: one that you're playing with because it's the one. It's the one that is interesting, and you're finding those kind of layers mm. too. Is always the most interesting one. So yeah, whatever one you're working on. Yeah.
1: mighty, mighty. So I suppose Sh- Shocked Slave to the is a is a biggie at the moment. In mm. on that one.
0: Well, we might get uh, to tell a story that you told last night.
1: Oh yes. Oh. Indeed.
0: Right. Right. We w- well. Thank you very much for listening to the Candle Tales podcast. We're uh, joined by Andres. Stack. Thanks so much for having or, uh, hopping on the podcast. Thanks for coming on yeah, we'll be doing more stuff. I think you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tales if you want to throw a few Bob and uh, help us get in the road again. Or buy you me can some local honey. Yeah. <laughs> some local I honey. can
2: give you the waxy stuff now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you can go on to uh, candlatails.ie <laughs> and follow the PayPal link to send us a one time donation. Ooh, or you can well follow us done. on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitter we we'll we link
2: and Andreas's, uh stuff, stuff in the show notes there. Well, indeed. Brilliant. Thanks a Nice amazing. one. Till next time.
1: Ciao.